You're now listening to Love Unlocked, the podcast. Our mission is to help lift the brokenhearted from darkness and despair, inspire hope, and be a motivational supplement to everyday relational and spiritual health. Thank you for investing your listening ear and your quality time. I'm your host, Price, and I'm so glad that you have joined me. I want to ask you or challenge you to go further and join our monthly support team. And to go a step further in, in joining this team, you need to, uh, or you can, and we're asking you to join us by investing your financial resources. Share this with a friend, and when you do that, you'll receive our monthly newsletter. You'll be offered one 20-minute relationship growth session video call annually. Uh, you'll receive a quarterly bonus content directly to your email. You'll be added to our monthly gift drawing. You'll be invited, and you'll receive VIP recognition in the Facebook Love Unlocked Relationship Support Group. You'll receive two free passes to the invite-only annual Love Unlocked Virtual Relationship Health Conference, and you'll receive coupons to all up-and-coming Love Unlocked merchandise for 2022 make sure you go ahead and subscribe if you're not yet subscribed make sure you take a moment to share this content with a friend we really appreciate it you've heard it said that we seek to inspire hope and to be a motivational supplement for each and every day and i want to challenge you that we're talking about intoxicated by love today and there is no love greater than the love of christ that is the motivation that Christ's love is the love that we need and that we must embrace. And that is real love, true love that will satisfy your soul's deepest longings and desires. But the love I know you came here for to hear about is the love that you have for that lover, the person in your life who really makes your heart beat super, super fast. We want to talk about that today. Is it possible to be intoxicated by love? So I'm glad that you've joined and, and I want to give you the why for this episode. The why is I was thinking about what it felt like to be in love for the first time with my beautiful wife, Erica Wright, uh, the mother of my children. It was incredible to see her for the first time. And, and it's hard to know, to differentiate the lines between infatuation and love. And I know those who specialize in that will say, no, it's not hard at all. It's very easy, but it seems very hard when you're in the middle of that situation, where you see this person that you care a lot for and you're saying, man, they really there's something about them that just really sets off all of the triggers inside of my heart, inside of my core. And so the why of this episode is that we want to take this episode to clarify what it means to be drunk in love. Is that even possible? Are we just infatuated? What does that actually mean? What has God said and shown us about love, its feelings and how to sustain it in this life and in the life to come? And I don't know. I don't I don't I don't act as if I know everything. I'm going to give you an article and I'm going to break down, give you my thoughts and my opinion on some things from the article. And my opinion is always based and solidified by scripture. And so everything that I say that seems like I just know what I'm talking about, it's either I've been through it or. I'm, I'm, I'm leaning on the word of God. I am not uh, an official therapist or counselor. And so you may say, why are you talking about this? Because I want to. And I enjoy talking about love. I've been through some things in my life. And I believe God has blessed me with a great relationship, uh, a great marriage. And we've been, my wife and I have been married for over 18, for 17 years. We've been together 19 years. And so it's just been a beautiful thing uh, as we've been walking together in this life, uh, allowing God to be a blessing to us. At one point in time, our marriage fell apart, crumbled, crushed under the weight and pressure of life. But then God reconciled us and healed us and brought us back together. And so our story is built for me to be able to share these kind of things. And I take much joy in helping people sustain, gain, and grow in their relationships. This is a part of my heart. It's a passion of mine. And so I hope you're blessed. Uh, I hope you're encouraged. If you're listening for the first time, I need you to know my foundation and my core is rooted in Jesus Christ. The good news is that, man, I was born into sin. You were born into sin. We were all born into sin. But God, by his grace, has reconciled us to God. He's brought us and connected us to God. I have been born again 
again. I am a child of God. I've been born into the family of God, and that's only because I believed in Jesus, and I believed in what he's done for me on the cross. I believe that he rose out of the grave, and because I believe that, the word of God says that I will be saved on that great day, and that the wrath of God is going to be poured out on all flesh. I am not, that's not something I don't have to worry about, and you don't either. All you have to do is confess with your mouth and believe with your heart. If you hear that word today, I need you to know it's a free gift. The good news is free. And I'm sharing this good news with you. And so my, my foundation of love, my foundation of how I treat my wife, it's based on grace, mercy, love, truth, all those things that God has done for me. I share those same things with my spouse and she shares those things with others. And we share those things with our community of people that's around us and the strangers that we meet. We try to share love and truth and grace and all those things that stem and grow from the place and the relationship that we have with Jesus. I hope you hear that clearly. Uh, if you're still here and you're still listening, I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that you are listening. Let's dive into this topic. I want to take an article online from Elite Daily. This was written by Lauren Martin, and the topic is Drunk in Love, Eight Reasons Being uh, being in Love is Exactly Like Being Wasted. Here's the problem. I've never been personally drunk, so I can't give you what it would feel like, but Lauren is going to tell you what it feels like from her perspective, and then I'm going to give you the perspective that, that God has given us, and I hope that you can find some balance within those two perspectives. And then once again, share this with a friend. I think they'll be blessed uh, by what's being said. And so it starts out this way. I'm going to read what she says, and I'm going to give you my opinion as I sense moments that are important for me to share. She says, I wish I could remember exactly what it's like to be in love. But like an addict, all the days seem to run together. I remember moments, bits, and pieces, and that sick feeling towards the end. I remember screaming and crying in the streets, dancing and twirling like a madman. I remember babbling, lots of babbling. Let me stop right there. I can remember when I first met my wife. I, I Listen, I can agree right here. The part that says I remember screaming and crying in the streets, dancing and twirling. I remember when my wife said yes to a date when I first asked her out and I was infatuated by her beauty and I saw her and I said, wow, I want to be with her i remember jumping as high as i could and swinging my fist that she agreed that she wanted to go out with me because i felt like wow she is the one i think there's something special about this woman i remember calling my friends and telling them how excited i was it was just it was a good excuse me i just put my phone my, my my device on mute i was in the middle of a great story about my wife but as i said it was a great moment a great moment of connection uh, with a woman who I felt like there was going to be something special there. I could just sense it in my core. If you're wondering now, well, how do I know if I'm in love? Man, you have to keep taking those steps. You have to keep taking those steps and making choices and you'll see why. Because love is bigger than that first moment. It's bigger than those early feelings. Love is a continuous process. The love of God is something that carries on and continues over time. Now, the love and the fatuation that we have, those feelings we have of connecting with somebody, man, those butterflies, those feelings they all feel good those are all a part of the process but true love is going to continue on and, and you'll see where i'm talking about but i remember feeling that emotion and feeling that excitement and jumping and, and 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 calling my friends and just having that overwhelming feeling so i can agree with her right there up to that point but then she goes forward and says uh lots of babbling about stories and secrets i remember waking up unable to move or breathe hung over and then she uses some choice language that I'm not going to use. And I think for her, that's obviously true. I do remember moments. I mean, just the phone conversations and just seeming like I wanted to just be on the phone all day and all night. Our chemistry was incredible. Have you ever had that feeling with that person that you love and you're just, you're just head over heels and, and you just all of your senses are going crazy? I've had that feeling. And so, Lauren, I agree with you so far. Then she goes forward to say those days, they're like a, a bad blackout. 
It was like waking up and, and drown and downing a bottle of wine, enjoying a few martinis with lunch and ending the night with with two six packs. You could say I was drunk throughout the whole thing. And that's where we would differ. Though I do agree that 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 there, there, there's definitely a feeling there of like, wow, like, man, I'm overloaded by uh, the, the, the passion and the moment. And I can't even remember half these things is going on. So much, so much good stuff happening and so many uh, overwhelming emotional and and, and, and and honestly, just downright physical moments that were happening that uh, for a believer in Christ probably shouldn't have been actually shouldn't have been happening. But man, just it was just overwhelming. But I can't go as far as the drunk thing. And I, and I hope many of you are not. I hope all of you are not diving into drinking alcohol and, and, and indulging yourselves in revelries and finding yourselves full of all kinds of, of all kinds of things. All that to say that I'm just letting you know I'm not necessarily on the same page with her and all that. But she has some good points. We're going to keep on going. But mostly I remember pushing through my blood that made me feel like I could do anything. I remember, sorry, pulsing, not pushing, but mostly I remember pulsing through my blood that made me feel like I could do anything because that's what love is, an addictive rush that you can't get enough of. It's just, it's, it's, it's not as bad as, as Keisha lyrics, who I, I know who that is, but I have no clue what the song is. It's the truth. Your love is my drug. Oh, your love, your love, your love is my drug. I know that I've heard of that song before and I was on a blender. So she's saying uh, it felt like it was, uh, your love is my drug and I was on a blender. And yeah, man, that is the feeling that you feel when you're building this relationship, this fresh new relationship with this person who you have great chemistry with. I don't want to call that love. Like, I think that's what people want to call love. But I think love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy or boast. Love is not arrogant or rude. Love, it does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. First Corinthians 13. I think love, and I'm reading directly from the scripture there, but love is what Jesus did on the cross. Love is, is how he served. Love is him washing the disciples' feet. Love is him still having Judas in the room for three years after Judas. He knew he was a devil. He knew he was wrong. Love is love is that enduring thing. And this here is more about the early feelings, like the, the, the Hollywood, right? The, the onset, the first parts, the butterflies, the, the honeymoon. This is the early things. I'll call this the early things. And I think the early things, it feels so good to be in the early things phase because you're just now getting to know this person, right? It's like starting your first couple of weeks of school. We all feel good when school starts. But after those first couple of weeks are over, we're all ready to get out and go home and do nothing, right? Because now the outfits are no longer new. The people are no longer new. We, though that early few weeks uh, syndrome, it wears off. The few months syndrome, the honeymoon syndrome, it wears off. And then you have to continue to build and deal with that person and so we call that covenant on my side of things because you've made this commitment to say i'm going to stand firm and if you're listening you may say well not only you've had struggles right you, you know you're a christian you're a believer in christ but you've had struggles and, and many christians divorce and all these things but man if i'm looking at the perfect standard which is jesus and looking at what he is what he has called for us to do and told us to do uh is for us to hold firm and to walk forward in love and in truth and, and it's a hard thing to do because you're dealing with another human a fallen being i'm not saying you should stick there if somebody's done something terrible to you or anything i'm not diving into that part of the conversation i'm not telling you what you should do i'm telling you what god has said love is patient love is kind love does not envy or boast love is not arrogant or rude it does not insist on its own way that's tough 
It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. All of that is tough because that means you're going to sit in this thing, even when it doesn't feel good. And everything she's writing up front, obviously, it's the obvious. It's the early days. And so she continues on talking about the drunk scenario. And we've all been there. We've all thrown up in our parents' bed. No, I have not. Maybe you have, but I haven't. And I'm not knocking you if you have. Uh, that's disgusting. But and we've been wildly love sick. And so, yes, I understand the comparison there. I have definitely been wildly lovesick. I've definitely been head over heels in the early parts, right? We've all sworn off love once uh, and for all and then fallen victim to it time and time again. Don't blame us. We just can't help ourselves. We're addicts. And guess what? I can agree with that part to a certain sentiment because I, so I go back to my wife and I when, I, when we first met. And I'll never forget, I, I saw her walking in the hallway and there was a group of us guys standing there and I went over to her, began to talk to her. And I was just like, man, this is really, man, I, was, I like her a lot. I think, she, oh, man, she's really cool. And it did not take long before that like her a lot turned into wildly uh, in the early phases of love, right? I mean, just in every moment together cannot be separated. And honestly, some of that is still true. I mean, most of that is still true. We still in our dating phase, right? But it just, it was just that the feeling there that you can definitely put your finger on that man that wildly love sick it was definitely there so i don't agree with everything but there's some ser serious points that she has that are coming up and i want to dive into those she says researchers at stanford university prove that love is as dangerous uh as dangerous and intoxicating as any stimulant using 15 participants in a new relationship and uh in new relationships there it is the new relationships right using 15 participants in new relationships the early days Key that in, cue that in, put that on your notes. The early days, it's important that you remember the love I'm talking about is sustaining. It's the love that keeps the 75-year married couples. It's the, the love that keeps those who have been around for a while, the covenantal type love. That's the kind of love that I want. That's the kind of love you should be searching for. But there is the early phase, right? The new, the new relationship phase, the early days, right? It says the researchers showed them pictures of their loved ones to see the effect on their brain. Scans found that the part of their brain that's normally stimulated by cocaine and morphine was activated when shown the pictures. Man, that's just scientific research, right? That's just the truth, right? So literally uh, from this research here that she's saying is that, I mean, just like drug, the lovesick drug, like it's real. It's a real deal when it comes to the body. And so uh, the Bible is a history book, not a science book, but it does have obviously seriously good science to it. And it's telling us how to have a sustaining love, not the early love. Right. Because, I mean, right here that it can be addictive to have that. And it's honestly, to me, this speaks to why people cheat, because they want to feel that feeling. Right. That once you're with a person for a while, you got to now you have to begin to actually act out your love. It's a daily wake up and grind mode. Right. Grind because those early feelings are not necessarily there. And so I could see how a person who gets addicted to the early phases right can fall victim into somebody else having that early butterfly feeling with them you wonder why people cheat a lot of times it comes down to this moment right here of what the researchers are talking about how people get addicted to that early feeling but if you want something that sustains if you want something that lasts you have to do it god's way love is patient love is kind love does not envy or boast love is not arrogant or rude it does not insist on its own way it is not irritable or resentful it does not rejoice at wrongdoing but rejoices at the truth this is a sustaining sustaining when you put your foot on a pedal on a keyboard the the, the keys they hold themselves out the, the the music just it just it's 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 held it's called sustain right it just holds for a long period of time 
And that's what the kind of love that we we should want. And she continues. Uh, it says after rating how it says, uh, let me go back. The researchers show 15 participants photos of their partners while delivering small stabs of pain at their palm with a hot probe. After rating how much pain they felt, the loved ones who were in love rated their pain lower. After rating how much pain they felt, the ones who were in love rated their pain lower. Let's see what that means. Love, like cocaine or booze, increases our threshold for pain and leads us to believe things are different than they are. Man, I'm already at my 15 minutes. This is good. We're going to have to come back to this. I've got to put a stop to it. This is getting heavy. I'm going to process this some more. We'll come back to it on the next episode. As a matter of fact, we may do a bonus one this week. Otherwise, catch us next week. Thank you for tuning in every single week to Love Unlocked. We greatly appreciate you. We're going to close out uh, with our closing thoughts. I appreciate you listening. This is getting real good already. Once again, remember 1 Corinthians 13, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. We're now about to close our topic. And remember, we'll jump back into this on the next episode. Most likely, I may do a bonus episode this week because this one is so good and I don't want to keep you waiting too long. But remember, our mission is to help lift the brokenhearted from darkness and despair, inspire hope and be a motivational supplement to everyday relational and spiritual health. Thank you for investing your listening ear and your quality time. And don't forget, you can join our monthly support team. You can invest uh, your financial resources in what we do and share this with a friend. If you're not yet subscribed, make sure you take a moment to get subscribed to the content. And again, share this with a friend. Finally, love your neighbor as yourself. Love God with all your heart, mind and spirit. Have a wonderful day and I'll catch you on the next episode. This is Love Unlocked. I'm your host, Price Wright.